So, so yesterday, oh, exactly. Yesterday we were trying very hard to find a source that a sukkah has to that a sukkah has to be at least ten tefachim of space inside. It was based on a chesed of the aron, which was based on the aron being ten tefachim, which we couldn't prove in Rabbi Yehuda. So in Rabbi Yehuda, we threw our hands up and said that the height of a sukkah will fall into the big basket of shiurin, chatzitzin, and mechitzas or halach And that's what we're going to discuss tonight. Says the Gemara on Hayam and Beis, five lines on the bottom, six, seven lines on the bottom, shiurin, chatzitzin, mechitzin, halach Says more, really? Shiurin, you're claiming is halacha l'meshemisinai? No. Shiurin deiraisa nenu. Shiurin mari deiraisa. Shiurin mari deiraisa. And I'll prove it. Dixiv. It's a pasuk we're going to lay in in a couple weeks. In Akiv. In Akiv, the Torah is describing the greatness of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz zavas chalav devash. The Torah is describing that even Eretz Yisrael's fruits have what to teach us. It's not just the Torah, it's not just the Chachamim of Eretz Yisrael, it's not just the land, the produce of Eretz Yisrael teaches us. In fact, the seven minim, the Shivas HaMinim that Eretz Yisrael is blessed with, each one teaches us a shir. And they go as follows. Eretz chidusarev vegevan tein v'riman eretz zesemnu devosh v'omar reb chanin kol apasik azel Every single fruit in this pasik gives us a new shir. For instance, chita lebeis hamenuga. Chita tells us the shir for a house with tzaras. So quickly, there's a then that your house can become tameh with Thomas negayim. And when the house becomes Tameh, anything inside the house becomes Tameh. And the Torah actually gives two shiurim about when things come Tameh. Torah says, when you walk in, you become Tameh. And the Torah says, once you've eaten a little bit, you become Tameh. Well, we can't accommodate both, so it says the Gemara as follows. Somebody who comes into a house that has Tzaras, and he's not wearing his clothing. He's carrying his clothing. For instance, Vikalev al Ksefa. He has like his uh, his knapsack and TA camp. So he has like his shirt and his bathing suit. And I said the word to my kid, your trunks. He goes, What? I was like, You, you have trunks for camp. He goes, These are trunks. So I see that word went away. Anyway, so your bathing suit. So it says, Think about Vikalev al Ksefa, the sandal of his shoes, the tabois of his rings, the meaning he's not wearing his clothing. Everything comes to me immediately. If he was wearing his clothing and his shoes were actually on his feet, and his rings were actually on his fingers, that's when you get this delay. They only become tame after the amount of time it takes to eat a meal. What's the difference? It's a stirim soup. Because it says, then it says, um, so which one is it? Is it when you walk into the house or is it when you eat in the house? And where it says, it depends. Items that aren't aren't being worn become tummy immediately. When they become worn, 
they have a time delay until they actually become tummy. You want to know the lumbus? Is it bottled to the body? Is it not bottled to the body? Is it an extension of the body? That's where the, that's where the tire is. But there definitely is an extension. How long is the extension? How long it takes to eat a loaf of bread? Until you eat a half a loaf of half a half a loaf of bread. Now, now here's the question. What kind of bread? There's different kinds of bread. So Friday night, when you have a gishmak echala, which is like just delicious, white, no problems with the bread, it goes, it goes quickly. Then you have the stuff my wife eats, Ezekiel 314, you ever see that stuff? Gefelch. Anyway, I kid her, it would take me nine months to eat one slice of that. Anyway, I kid her, so the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, It's not good for you. How long, I tried telling her that. <laughs> says the Gemara, How long does it take to eat a half a loaf of bread? Well, it depends. Paschita, wheat bread. That's where wheat becomes a shear. And we're going to add on a couple things that also make it go quicker. Vilei paser, not barley bread. That's bad. That takes a long time to eat. Masive, when you're reclining and you're focusing on eating. When, when you're like trying to like work on your computer and wolf down a sandwich, so it doesn't go. Like for you, you take a bite, then you put it down, then you answer four emails. Then you pick up another bite, then you put it down and answer four emails. That takes a long time. If you're relaxing and all you're doing is eating, it goes quicker. So we're trying to say, you have an amount of time to eat a loaf of bread, but the quickest way possible. Half a loaf, wheat bread, reclining, you get some dips in there. It's not just dried bread. You get to put on some hummus, some dips. So these things all aid in the bread going down faster. So we want it. We're giving you the shear as long as it takes to eat a bread, but we're giving you the quickest shear of eating bread possible. And that is the shear of wheat. So I read the Tanan. Where is barley a shear? Etzem, the size of a bone, which means we know a dead body is mitame. So an entire dead body, not only is mitame when you pick it up, it's mitame if you're in the same building as it. A piece, a fragment of a body, if it's, a, if it's smaller than the shear that can be mitame, oil can be mitame if you pick it up. Until what size is it mitame? All the way down until a piece of barley. Etzem, a bone. From a dead body, if it's at least the size of a barley, will be by picking it up or carrying it or touching it. But it won't be that you need rave of a body. Gefen, what is the shear of wine? So the Velt glosses this over. The amount of Revius Yain Lenazer. So what about Revius' wine? Revius is, is like an amount of ounces. What is that in wine? The answer is it's a little more complicated. A nazir is high both for eating and drinking. If a nazir drinks wine, he's high. But a nazir could also become high for eating grape solids, peels. Um, I was just in, um, in Syria last time. I was there, everything with the grape leaves. So a nazir is not allowed to eat that stuff. So you're not, a nuzzah is not allowed to eat grape salads. Now, how much grape salads is another, a nuzzah not allowed to eat? A revius. Oh, well that's a sheer and liquid. And these are solids. So how does one convert solids into liquids? Well, we discovered this many centuries ago. It's called displacement. That a solid 
if you want to convert it into a liquid, you displace it. How much solids would take a revius to displace is how much solids a nazar is chayiv for eating. Now, displacement comes at different rates. Depending on the thickness of an item, it displaces at a slower rate. If something is really, really, really runny, like water, it displaces very quickly. If something is really, really, really thick, like ketchup, it displaces much slower. Wine is somewhere in the middle. So the Gemara is saying the displacement for the amount of solids a nazir would have to eat to be higher for revias is measured in the displacement of wine. And that's where we use the shear of wine in the Torah. Te'ena, the size of a fig, when you chayiv for carrying on Shabbos, it has to be something useful. So every item, we have to see how much it's useful. How much material is useful? X. How much um, screws and nails are useful? Y. How much light bulbs are useful? Z. How much food is useful? The amount of useful food is a size of a fig. And that's no matter what food. Popcorn, chalant, Whatever food you take out on Shabbos, you're chayv if you take out a fig's worth of food. Rimoin. What is measured in pomegranates? The tanan. Kol kli balabatim. Any homemaker's kalim. Shiran kirimayim. Is measured in, in pomegranates. Let's say your wife has at home a bowl that she keeps grapes in. For, you know, for grapes or cherries. Especially, I'm sure... Our houses all are overrun in cherries today. <laughs> Too much cherries. The um, person who helped my wife today thought we had 50 kids, but we don't. So we're giving out cherries to everyone we know. Anyway, so your wife has a bowl at home, she keeps cherries in. It sprung a hole. No problem. She could put oranges in the bowl. Then the hole got a little bigger. No problem. She could put apples in the bowl. Sprung a hole a little bigger. No problem, she could put grapefruits in a bowl. Now, how long do we play this game for? Until she's putting watermelons in the bowl? No, pomegranates. Pomegranates. When a bowl has a hole that will lose a pomegranate, that's it. That Kaylee is no longer useful. It's not Makabotoma. This is your wife at home that she'll put up with a broken Kaylee in a store where you can't sell broken things. If any Kaylee has any hole, it's not Makabotoma. So, Kokli Balabatim. The kalim of homemakers, shiuram kirimainim. The shear, when we say that's it, this thing is useless, is when it can't even hold a pomegranate. Ered zeshemenu devosh. The next pasuk says the land of olive oils and dates. Eretz, what's zesim? Eretz shakol shiurah kazayim. Everything is a kazayis. How much matzah do you have to eat? Kazayis. How much do you have to eat in the sukkah? Kazayis. How much chaylev do you have to eat in chayim malchus? Kazayis. How much chaz do you have to eat in chayim malchus? Kazayis. Everything is a kazayis. The says, what? Everything? We just spent 15 minutes talking about other shiurim. Kol shiurah sagadah. All the shiurim are kazayis. Hayikahani damrina. What are you talking about? There's all the other things. Okay, fine. You know what I mean. Elema sheroiv shirakazesim. It's a land that most of the shirim are kezayis, which means, you're right, the shir of how much bread you have to eat in a base hamanuga is not a kezayis. The shir of how much haitzah Shabbos is is not a kezayis. But everything else is a kezayis. And finally, devash, which is a honey date, kikaisevas hagasimim akipurim, is the amount a person needs to eat on Yom Kippur, because in Yom Kippur it's not usher to eat, it's usher to get satiated. 
And a person only gets satiated when he eats a fat date. Says the Gemara, I've now concluded my kasha. How did you start the night telling me all shirumar halach lemishmi sinais? You see here, shirumar, a clear pasuk in the Torah, alma deiraisa ninu. Says the Gemara of Tizbara, you really believe that? Shirumi ksivi? You read this pasuk, you lay never your kasha sake, you never thought of shirum in your life. Are the shirum actually written in the Torah? No! The Torah is describing the greatness of Eretz Yisrael. So it's not really in the Torah, it's an asmachta. Vikra and the Pasik you just brought, asmachta ba'almahu. It's an asmachta, it's a nice remez to the shiru. Okay, so one third of the job is done. Correct? Shirim or halacha mishmisinai? Halacha mishmisinai is only a, halacha mishmisinai is, that's it, it's not deraisa. And therefore, Shirim Halach by the way, very quickly, Halach HaRashasina was only said to Yidin. So any shear that you ever encounter isn't true for a guy. And therefore, whenever you deal with guy, the Chassam Sefer says, as Rabbi Aaron brings us in Kavit Tzchidus, that, that when, whenever you deal with a guy, there's no shear for a guy, because the shear Malach HaMashimisina, Halach HaMashimisina, the Torah was given to Gaim Gaim of access to the Torah, but not shiurim, shiur Malach HaMashimisina. So whatever you have to do with a guy, the shear changes, it's not the same shiur. If you want to know, okay, thank you very much, shiur Malach HaMashimisina, not the rest, and now what? That's one massive nafkimina. Shiurim are only for yid and not for guy. So for instance, one of the classic ones is, one of the biggest shirim we encounter in life is age 13. It's a big shir. Before age 13, you're putter. After age 13, you're chayv. Says some everybody, guy, it's not true. A guy, if he's nine years old and knows what he's doing, he's also chayv misa. Ah, he's only nine. Who cares? 13th for a year, it's not for a guy. Some sefer says this. Anyway, next. If a guy, you say, you're saying, so you could be chayv for a minuscule amount of Avram and Achai. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, any design that's this. Yeah, he steals. I mean, that's the famous thing. A guy who steals pachas mishava pruta is chayav misa. Why? Because for me and you, we had a share of shava pruta. Guys don't have that share. That's controversial, but yeah, that people do say that. You say age is under the category of shira. You bet. That's some sefer says it. It's Allah The age thirteen. What, what's what's thirteen? Let me ask you a question. You don't, have to, you don't have to answer. Did your kids turn geniuses when they turned 13? No, it's an arbitrary It's an arbitrary year. It's hard to put it on the shear because shear we're talking about here is measurements, not age. It's a measurement of time. V as a Dickman time. You know, that's how you measure time. My kids weren't geniuses. T.A. made them geniuses. Only in the high school. Nope. Says the but I heard they're good bowlers. That's what we heard from yesterday. They got, they got like a 250-something. Someone, someone over there in the Goldstein Hyatt party got a 250-something. That's what we heard. <laughs> My kids were proud of their 135. Anyway, I can't say. Yeah, with Says the Gemara. Chatzitza by a mikvetz deraisin inu dixiv virachatz es besari b'mayim. 
it says that you will wash your flesh in water. And that means your flesh is touching the water. That nothing can interrupt between your flesh and the water. So don't tell me chatzitz is halacha That's a pasuk in the Torah, and it's not even a jirash. It's the words of the Torah. It doesn't say you should like almost go in the water. It says your flesh has to be in the water. I says, oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to say that you have even a chatzitz with hair, and that doesn't say anywhere in the Torah. Is hair a chatzitza? Yes, says the Gemara. Kidder Rabba Barbachana. Dama Rabba Barbachana. Nima achas kshura. If one hair is knotted into itself, that is a serious knot. And therefore it's a chatzitza. Chaitzetes. Shalesh. Three hairs already. It's not permanent enough. This one's tugging this way. That one's tugging this way. It's not going to stay. So three hairs that are knotted is not a chatzitza. I don't know about two, but the bottom line is the concept of chatzitza by hair does exist. It's not in the Torah, and that's what I meant. It's Allah Says Martin, no. Hair is also deraisa. And like my kids told me, Rabbi Brescher said, S doesn't mean anything. So if there's S in the Torah, if there's S in the Torah, it's coming to teach me something. It's not, and it's not an extra word. It doesn't mean anything. So it's saying, beside Basu, there's a chatzitza by the S. What is that? S besari. So strike two. I don't need your Allah for chatzitza on your body. I don't need your Allah for chatzitza in your hair. Says the Gemara, ki asi hilchasilik nirb yitzchak. The Allah is for yitzchak. The Amr of yitzchak. Dvar Taira, Midai Raisa, Rubai, Umakbid Alav Chaitzitz. You need two strikes against you in order for something to be a Chaitzitza. It has to be on a majority of your body, and you have to not want it there. So, for instance, for instance, if I would take, be taking a walk with you on the dock, and like I know you're not a mikveh guy, and I want you to go to the mikveh, and I'll push you into the mikveh. You're very mad because number one, your clothing is all wet. If you're gonna be wet, you don't want your clothing to be wet. And number two, your clothing's on a majority of your body, it doesn't count. Midairaisa, that is not a tevila. Because you have a chatzitza that's on rove of your body and you're not happy about it. Or, or so that's midairaisa, you need two strikes. Habit if you have one strike, if it's a rove, but you're not makbit, or you're makbit and it's on a mute. For instance, let's say you have a like ink splotch on your hand. So that's definitely a meat of your body, but your mouth, but no one wants it. They would wash it off if they could. So that is only us in the Rabbanit. But the Gazra Rubai Sha'ina Makbit, they were Gazra on one strike. If it's on right of your body, even if you're not Makbit, Mishum Rubai Makbit. Because if it's on most of your body and you're Makbit, each of the two strikes spins off a chumrah. So Mara says, what about if you have no strikes? V'ligs are nami al, miyutai, it's on a minority, she'ena makbed, and you're not makbed, mishum miyutai ha-makbed, inami mishum ruba she'ena makbed. Mara says, one second. Really, you need two strikes to be a chatzitza. We made a gzeira if you have one strike. 
that itself is exera. Now you want to go make exera when you have no strengths. Haguf exera, vanan nekam venigz exera exera, and you want to make exera for exera. You don't make exera on exera. So that is the end of the Gemara. What remains unclear, what remains unclear, is so what's the Allah Hamishmasina? Meaning, midaraisa this chatzitz on your body, midaraisa the chatzitz on your hair, midaraisa. We don't know if it's Rubei Amak, but Miyute, if Shein Amak. What's the Allah HaMesh Sinai? There's many Pshatim. I think Rashi sounds like the Taisas HaRosh. Taisas HaRosh says this clearly. The Taisas HaRosh says, without the Halacha HaMesh Sinai, any Chatzitza anywhere would be a problem. The Halacha HaMesh Sinai is what teaches us this Halacha. No, 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 no. In order for it to be a real Chatzitza, it has to be rubai on raving your body, umakbin, and you have to be unhappy about it. And therefore, and therefore, the, the halacha mishmisinai is what's makil on us and allows that, no, 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 it's not a chatzitza on 1% of your body, even if you're not makbin. The halacha mishmisinai is what got us out of anything but chatzitza anytime. And that's what the halacha mishmisinai teaches us. Why would we a second category of chatzitza? Why couldn't fall on our shiur? The very fact. In every other case of sure, all different topics that have nothing to do with. Uh... If it would only be Roy Vermeer, that would be an awesome kasha. The Makbid factor isn't part of Shiru. That's what I would say right away. The, the, the Shiru factor we have to think about, but the Makbid factor you didn't address. And finally, says the Gemara, I don't even need to explain. This is how we got onto this topic. We got onto this topic because in Remeyer that the Tfachim worked out, we learned the Sukkah out of the Arun. In Rabbi Yehuda, we have to learn a Sukkah out of Halacha Mishmisina, that it has to be 10 Tfachim high. So says the Gemara, Mechitzin, the Mechitza Halacha Mishmisina, that's what we're here to learn. Hadarman, we said it. It says, one second. Ha, Nichal Rabbi Yehuda. That's great in Rabbi Huda, who didn't have a source that a sukkah needs to be ten tfachim. According to a mayor, what is the Allah Mishmi Sinai? Says the Gemara ki Should I tell you what the Allah Mishmi Sinai is in everyone? For the three or four famous halachas of magic walls. Says the Gemara, get le good. There's a halacha that we discussed this before. If a wall goes up halfway, we'll envision it up to go up the rest of the way. That's called good asset. Or if a wall starts but doesn't actually make it down to the floor, that's called good achis. Where does that come from? That's Allah Hamishmasini of the Then love it. If two things are within three tvachim of each other, we will pretend that they connected. Where does that come from? That's Allah Hamishmasina. Doifanakum, we discussed the other night, bent wall, slanted wall. Where does that come from? Where does the ability to drag a wall, pretend schach puzzles not there? Where does that come from? All of those are halach l'mishmisinais. Just, we'll, I'll say one kasha from the Rishash, and we'll get back to that kasha if we have time. Asks the Rishash, why doesn't the Gemara say that the halach l'mishmisinai of chatzitzais is the fact that a sukkah doesn't need three real walls. It needs two walls and a tefah which is what we're about to discuss. Ask the Rishash, and a lot of people ask this kasha, why couldn't the Gemara have just answered this question very simply? Oh, Rameir, what do you need Allah for the walls? 
that the third wall doesn't need to be seven tefachim. That the third wall just needs to be one tefach. Let's see if we have time to get back to, to that rishash. On that topic, so, so far we went through the first two dinim of the Mishnah really well. First, so sukkah can't be higher than 20 amas. We said all the reasons. We said the cures, the fixes. The next thing was that a sukkah has to be at least 10 tefachim high. Where do we know that from? We have to work hard to get that. So we have the first two dinim in the Mishnah. The third din of the Mishnah is that a sukkah needs to be three walls. Says the Gemara, If a sukkah doesn't have three walls, it's possible. Now, Tanar Abonim, two of the three walls have to be real walls, i.e. seven plus tvachim. Vishlishis, the third wall, afilu tefach. The third wall doesn't have to be a real wall. It's fine if it's of a tefach. So your sukkah could have two real walls and one tefach wall. It's fine. Rabshim and Eimer, shalish kehilchasan. No. You need three real walls. Uraviyas afilu tefach. The fourth wall only has to be a tefach. Everyone agrees the last wall only has to be a tefach. The question is, what is the last wall? Tanakama said the last wall is the third. Rabbi Shimon said the last wall is the fourth. Bimai kamifli. What is this machlekes between the Tanakama, the Rabbanan, and Rabbi Shimon, whether or not a sukkah needs four walls, last one being wimpy, or three walls, the last one being wimpy? So the Gemara says, Rabbanan savri yesh aim lemesiris. There's two versions of the Torah. There's the Torah, the way you would read it without Nekudis. And there's the Torah, the way you read it with Nekudis. So, for instance, the word Sukkot can be spelled two ways. It's always Samach Vav Chaf. The question is, what's next? Vav Saf or Samach Vav Tav? Samach Vav Chaf Tav. Sukais or Sukas? Sukas is singular. Sukais is plural. Now, when we read it, thank God he's not here, but we read it always plural. Samach Vav Chav Samach Vav Chav Oh, the first Vav, fine. It's in the Torah. It's not in the Torah. I'm talking about the, the last Vav. Yeah. Oh, not Kof. No Kof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's okay. The first Vav, the first Vav has a, it de- definitely has a Chayim. The, the, the first Vav, it definitely needs an U. Su, Kais. So whether or not you have the Vav or not, it's read the same. The second one changes how you would read it. We read it Su, Kais. Do, do it, yeah, no, so it's as if there's a vav there. No, the first one doesn't matter. No one changes it. It wouldn't change the re- wouldn't change the meaning of the word. It's read the same way with a vav without a vav also on the end. No, no, nope, nope, because if it wouldn't have a vav and we wouldn't read it that way, we would read it sukas. Ah, uh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. So the words in the Torah, the first two have a vav. The first one has a vav and two don't. So. Do we pretend that all three are plural? Sukais, 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 which is two, 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 total of six. Or do we say, no, 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 the way the words are written in the Torah, it's sukas, sukas, sukais, one, one, two. Says the Gemara. 
Rabbanan Savri Yeshem Lemeseris. The Rabbanan say the way it's written, the way Meseris, the Torah gave over, Moshe was Masar the Torah, it's one, one, two, a total of four. Rib Shimon Savar Yeshem Lemikra. No, you go the way we read it, and we read it plural. Basukais Teshu, Basukais, Basukais. Yeshem Lemikra, the way we read it. Rabbanan Savri Yeshem Lemeseris. The Rabbanon hold the way it was given, the way the words appear in the Torah. So it says, Basukas. That's how it says. I know we don't read it that way. Basukas, Basukais. One, one, two. Harekan Arba. You have a total of four to play with. Dal Chad You can't darshan out of all of them. You have to use one to teach you the concept. So you lose one. You got to you got to use one to break the ice. So you got to use one for the topic. Dal chad So you have a total of four to start with. You lose one to teach you the topic of sukkahs. Chad one lugufe for itself. Pashule talasa. You have three walls left. Shtayim kehilchasan. Two proper walls. Vaasi hilchasan alacham shemisine vigarata l'shlishes and minuses the last wall to a tefach. That is how the Rabbanon learned. Rabbi Shimon Savar, no, Yeshem Lemikra. I don't care how it's written in the Torah. We go how it's read, Lemikra, how we read it. And we read them all plural. Yeshem Lemikra, Basukais, 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 2, 2, 2. Harekan Sheish. Again, you have to lose one for the topic. Now, here, they're all plural, so you're going to lose one, it's going to cost you two. Dalchad kura le minus one pasik for the topic, for the Indian, for the gufe. Pashle arba, you have four. Once again, shalish gehilchasan, three proper walls, vasehilchasa vigarat deliravias, and the halacha mishpsina comes and minuses the last one to a tefach, vokma tefach. That's one way to explain this machlekes between the rabbonin and rabshimin. Vibayaseimor, I'll give you another option. Dukuliyama yeshem lemikra. Everyone agrees that it's the way it's read, not the way it's written. And therefore, it's three plural. So if you have basukais, 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 you lose one pasuk for the topic, you're down to four. Question is, do I need to use one of the four walls that I have for a schach? No, we already took off one legufe. Do I need to use an additional pasuk for schach? Mar savar sichacha one opinion is I got to use another one for the schach. The schach uses up another pasik. So then I'm left with three. And then the halacham shabsina minus is the last walta tafach. Umar savar sichacha loy baikra. Schach doesn't need a pasik. And therefore I have all four of the walls left. And therefore I have a four walled sukkah. The last one only has to be a tafach. I have you go one to the first one. The first one. Hmm? The first one. What do you mean? That. The the first opinion held didn't help sichabaykra. Chad kral gufei needed, but not sichabaykra. Vibay say, I'll give you another option. The kuliyami yeshem lemesiris. Everyone agrees it's the way it's written. So therefore, you only have four total. Once says, yeah, the halachah of Sinai 
takes off a wall. So you have four to start. You lose one legufe, and then the halacha of knocks down the last wall tatefach. Umar savar, yeah, you start with four, you lose one legufe, and then the halacha of adds a tefach. The halacha of adds a tefach, doesn't knock off a tefach. Vibay seima, or one last you know, play on this drasha. Knocks down the last one. And it's the way it's written. So you're in big trouble. You have a total of four, and we all agree we lose one, the gufe. So you're down to three. So how does Rab Shimon get four walls? He disagrees with the concept of Dal Chad Lagufe. We're arguing on that very concept about whether or not you need to knock off a pusik for the concept. Meaning we were saying axiomatic. Whenever you have, give me your number, knock one off for the concept itself. Break dice, you lose a point to break dice. Knock one off for the concept. Dalchad the gufe. Says the one in this last version, that is the machlekas here. No, don't just do that simply. The chamal, you have to do it so you lose a wall. Rabbi Shimon holds, you don't have to do that, therefore you don't lose a wall, therefore Rabbi Shimon has his full suite of four, and he holds the sukkah needs three, four walls. One last, one last pshat, says the no, no, no. I don't need any of these drushes. There's a very fundamental machlekas between the Rabban and the Rabbi Shimon. The Rabbanan say you need three walls, two proper, one tefach. Rav Shimon says, no, you need four walls. You know why Rav Shimon says you need four walls? Because Rav Shimon holds that a sukkah has a fundamental purpose. That the sukkah itself, the walls are there to protect you from the elements. And we all know that if you're not protected in four directions, you're not protected from the elements. Therefore, Rav Shimon starts with a hanacha, that the sukkah needs to protect you. If you need protection from the elements, there's got to be four walls. And therefore, Rabbi Shimon, forget the psukim, forget the drushas. There's a simple hanacha, there's a simple assumption that a sukkah needs to protect you from the elements, which means inherently a sukkah has to be four walls. Says the of Masna Amar Taimid Rabbi Shimon Me'alcha, the sukkah tia litzel yoimam, a sukkah should be for the shade of the day of the sun, mechayrev from the elements. And a cover and a protection. From the flow and the rain. And therefore, you know if you're not protected from four directions, it doesn't have to be four full walls, because if the snow's coming from the northeast and south, I can do it. If it's coming from the west, at least I can take cover in my one tefa. But if you want to be properly protected, you need protection of four directions. And if Shimon holds fundamentally, a sukkah is there to protect from directions, even the walls. Now, let me just say one little thing. Because, because that's Pashit. That's Pashit that... Here we'll stop here. That's Pashit that...